Thank you for supporting Overcomers Christian Center. From wherever you're listening, we hope that today's message leaves you feeling empowered and equipped. Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 22. The book of Proverbs chapter 22 reads as follows. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. Hold that and go with me to John 14 and verse 6. The book of John chapter 14 and verse 6 reads as follows. Jesus, notice this, the Lord said this. He said to him, I am the way. There may be other ways, but I am the way. The truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Now, I want to focus in on a couple of statements that is written here in the scripture. In Proverbs 10 and 22, I want you to notice this as we go through today's sermon. Notice that he makes one rich. He makes one rich. And then I want you to notice in John 14 and verse 6, when he says, when he's, he's describing himself, and one description he gives himself is this, I am the way. I am the way. Keep those in mind as we talk free from this topic, a better way to riches. A better way to riches. Material wealth are terms used by many to describe prosperity, affluence, big money, fortune, and riches. When we think of a person with material wealth, we might describe or identify with certain traits and qualities that a person has with many that has many access, resources, goods, valuables, specifically worldly goods. We may think of people with huge material wealth. Folks like Jeff Bezos of Amazon, age 57, estimated net worth $117 billion. Elon Musk, co-founder and CEO of Tesla, age 50, net worth estimated of $151 billion. Bill Gates, age 65, co-founder of Microsoft, estimated net worth $124 billion. Mark Zuckerberg, age 37, CEO, chair, and co-founder of Facebook, estimated net worth $97 billion. We see that wealth or riches can arrive at different ages, in different ways, and in different amounts. If many of us will be honest with ourselves, we contributed to the wealth of many of these individuals by our phones, social media, uh, computer software usage, online shopping, and so forth. We can't be critical of them, especially when we spend the money with them. I don't get mad with folks' money like that, especially when I keep ordering stuff. Amazon keep pulling up to my door on the, on the daily. 
We can celebrate with them uh, for capitalizing or taking advantage of a mark of market items that we need or strongly desire. And let's face it, they make it easy to get to. One click of the button, two days later, my ring be going off. I know who that is. I ain't got to look. <laughs> we also see that our material riches or worldly goods does it does not protect them or anyone else from what I call life. Life has divorce. Life you have to you have to deal with sickness and disease and so forth. In fact, death does not prevent a person from leaving this earth and transitioning to eternal life, leaving behind their worldly goods at the appointed time and entering eternal life. The question is, will they enter eternal life with or without Jesus as their Lord and their Savior? It is our prayer that they're saved, but it's their personal decision. Hebrews Hebrews 9.27, let's go there. Hebrews 9 and 27. Hebrews 9 and 27 reads as follows. And it is appointed or reserved and is awaiting for men to die. But after this, the judgment or the justice of divine law or the separating, separating those who will be with Jesus forever and those who choose not to be with Jesus forever. It's a choice you make here on the earth, but this is the time where it's going to be declared. We can appreciate material wealth, but we know that material wealth is limited to earth. Let's go to Revelation 21 and verse 21. Revelation 21 and verse 21. Those of the Bible says in Revelation 21 and 21. When it describes eternal wealth, the 12 gates were 12 pearls. Each individual gate was one of pearl and the street of the city was pure. It was clean. It was clear. It was purified by fire. It was like, excuse me, it was pure gold, like transparent or translucent, lucent glass. And it goes down to verse 22. But I saw no temple in it, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The city had no need, no demand or requirement for the sun, the S-U-N, or of the moon to shine in it. For the glory of God, hallelujah, illuminated it. In other words, it gave it light. It caused it to shine. And the Lamb is its light. Isn't that powerful to know that Jesus don't need the sun? He don't need 100 watt bulb or any other type bulb. He is the light that's going to shine. But we also know figuratively he causes us when he talks about the light or for us to be illuminated. He calls us to be instructed, informed, increase our knowledge and understanding and makes things clear to us in our spiritual journey. Let's go to verse 24. And the nations of those who are saved, they have those that nations represents people, those that have accepted God's gift of salvation, which includes deliverance, protection, and prosperity, shall walk or make their way to progress and conduct their life in its light. Remember, the light was Jesus. 
and the kings of the earth bring their glory and honor into it. One of the things you will learn is that we're going to we're going to cast our crowns before the Lord. And that's going to be a blessing. I can't wait for that day. That's a great day to think about. We serve a God that is not only, excuse me, that is the way to riches on earth and beyond. Even with $150 billion in a person's personal possession, they still need the sun and the moon to shine. They, they don't have a, a way to turn the moon on or turn the, uh, turn the sun on or cause it to rain or stop. Or stop it from raining. It is the Lord who does that. To have a clear understanding, to be informed about life on this side and beyond this side, they need the one who we consider is the way. John 14, verse 6, again, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Now, when he, Jesus says, I am the way, he says, I am the course and the manner of doing things. In other words, I want you to do it my way. I like that about God. Now, it's not just anybody saying it. This is who we consider the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He's the comforter. He's the burden bearer. He is the one true God. He's the master teacher. He's the one who says that I am the way, how I sh- how we should think, talk, and make decisions is his way. Now, this is what you need to know. You got to choose to do it his way. Even though he is the way, you got to choose to do it his way. Everybody see that so far? We say that we say uh, we say that God is the way. It's a choice you got to make. Even though he's the course, he's the man of doing things, you got to choose his way. He is the example of how we should act and conduct our lives. Jesus is the pattern that we need to imitate in our lives. In my opinion, I do not believe that one can truly, and I mean truly, follow Jesus and remain the same. I don't believe that. I don't believe you can truly follow the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and still be the same. How many agree with that right there? I mean, I mean, you you truly following Jesus, your life gonna change for what? The better. Because God is the better way of doing things that we as believers discover as we continue to gain or to obtain or add on knowledge and understanding of his written and revealed word and we make a conscious decision to follow him. Following the Lord's way of doing things will help us to have better as well as do better. His way is a better way and established on a better covenant with better promises according to Hebrews chapter 8 and verse 6. In fact, let's go to Hebrews chapter 8 and verse 6. But now we but now he has obtained a more excellent ministry and as much he is also a med- also mediator of a better what I mean by better a more useful or more advantageous established on better covenant a better covenant is an agreement it is agreement all agreement but it's a will and testament we, it is also something that we live on under right now we're under the new covenant or the new agreement that the Lord has 
with his people, which was established or sanctioned by law under better promises. When we say better is here, better is coming, we know this based on a better covenant or established on better promises. We're not just saying something to be saying it. We have scripture to back up what we say. And the more advantageous and useful a covenant is, it allows us to access what I consider unlimited riches. Unlimited riches. See, we have wealth on this earth with the promise that at the appointed time, we will enter into another level of wealth that is hard to comprehend in the place that God has prepared for his people. Remember what Jesus said, I go to prepare a place with you for you, and there you will be with me on that day. We know that there's a place where the sun and the moon have no need to shine. But that is not based on what man considers better, but on what God knows is better. Let me say this to you. Uh... You can't go by, and and man can have some good opinions, but God has the ultimate way of letting you know that things are better. He has the ultimate way of letting you know things are better. Our better is not based on on our education, our experiences, resources, or the opinion of man, but our better is based on Jesus, who makes it clear, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Some areas that God said we're going to be better in, and one of my favorite ones, number one, is my relationship with Jesus. That is what I love about God. My relationship with Jesus is an area where I believe it is much better than what it used to be. I love the fact that we can repent of our sins. Thank God that we don't have to have animal sacrifices anymore. We can go through the blood of Jesus, ask God to forgive us, and he will have mercy upon our souls. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Lord, I appreciate you did a better way. Lord, I do tell you a personal, a personal thing. I'm reading the book of Leviticus, and I'll, as I read, I'm like, thank God we ain't got to do that. Thank God we ain't got to do that. Well, you're at Leviticus, and you see all the animal sacrifices they made. You're like, whoo, thank God we ain't got to do that. And then on certain sins, you got to get certain animals to do certain things. I said, whoo, God, thank God we ain't got to do that. Because I know I probably have a whole slaw of of, um, animals doing all kinds of things. And I'm like, Lord, I can't imagine if all of us are here together. That would be a mess. But anyway, and then you can only go once a year for the holies of holies. And then you didn't even go. And if you got the wrong priest, a crooked one, he had, they tied a bell around him. He messed up. And listen, when the bell stopped moving and he went out, you had to drag him out literally because he was dead. I'm telling you, I would have resigned right then. That would have been. <laughs> but you find it's a better way of doing things. When we pray in the name of Jesus, whoo, it's, that's better. We can ask in Jesus' name, and God will move upon our prayer. Isn't it good to know you got the Holy Spirit operating on the inside of you? Woo-wee! Boy, the Holy Spirit is with you 24 hours a day and seven days a week. Oh, and it is so much better to have the Holy Spirit instead of relying on your own understanding. And the other one here I have, that have is, is our way to get to heaven. Thank God he is getting us to heaven one day. 
This thing, all this is part, and plus many more things, is based on his promises. It's based on a better way. In fact, go with me to 2 Corinthians 1 and verse 20. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 20. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 20. The Bible reads as follows. For all the promises of God in him are yes and in him amen to the glory of God through us. Promises represent something God is going to do in your life. Oh, thank God that we got a good promise from God. And it's not based on man's promises neither. Because man may or may not do what they intended to do. But God does not lie. Whatever he says going to come to pass. And therefore, when we have better promises, we have a God that has more than enough for each and, one of our, each and every one of our lives. And I love the fact that Jesus is like an access point to the Father. See, in computer networking, a wireless access point, or in general, an access point, is a networking hardware device that allows other Wi-Fi devices to connect to a network. See, Jesus is our access point that allows us to connect to the Father. The Father is a source of power, riches, healing, peace, wisdom, knowledge, restoration, repairing, and prosperity, and so much more. Whatever we need, Jesus is our access point. Many of us know if we have no Wi-Fi or no cell service, we have no power to access. Whether watching an online video with someone or accessing your bank account, you have no access. A computer device with no Wi-Fi access point is limited. As humans, we have to walk through life with Jesus as our Lord and Savior, having been filled or refreshed by his spirit. We have the access point. We have the access point, which is Jesus Christ, which gives us access to the Father. We activate wealth and riches in this life and beyond. We can see why the writer of Proverbs 10 and 22 was so confident when describing the impact of the blessings of the Lord. So in Proverbs 10 and 22, I want you to notice the blessing of the Lord makes one rich. And he adds no sorrow with it. The blessing, the prosperity, God's favor and protection, being empowered, being having mercy, beneficial, the peace of God, and another definition I want to add to you, the will of God. The being in the will of God is the blessing. Oh, thank God for God giving us his will. How can you do the will if you don't know the will? Well, he give us the will, and thank God that he given us access to the blessing. And the Lord makes now, now, now you, I'm going to probably wear this word out, make, this definition here in the next few minutes, but I want you to stay with me. Make is he's creating in us, he's constructing us, and he's building us, but notice what he's building. He's building us to be rich. Now, you don't get mad when it's like, well, I don't want to be rich, but would you rather be in the will of God or outside the will of God? Would you rather be have access to the Father or not access to the Father? 
but he's making us rich. And he adds no sorrow with it. Why? While we can appreciate and learn in some areas from the billionaires and millionaires of this age, we have to place our confidence in God's word that what he says is true. We can learn from people despite if we agree with all they have or all what they do, but be led by the Holy Spirit. See, billionaires and millionaires can give you some good advice, but we have to be led by the Holy Spirit by that advice. And remember, God's advice is always going to be much higher than the world's advice. See, at times, our greatest lessons might be learning what to do and what not to do. One thing we know for sure, that the Lord has blessings, and we can infer that the world has material wealth. We can't deny the fact that the world has material wealth. God's blessings are not limited to material wealth possessions. His blessing consists of God's favor and protection. He empowers us. He equips us. He brings about mercy, benefits, peace, God's prosperity, and so forth. The law also provides food, thank God for food, clothing, and shelter, as well as spiritual insight into the kingdom of God, as well as our own personal life. And this intel is invaluable in our journey with Jesus. One thing God will show you is you. That is such a blessing to me. Because, you know, we can deny. Everybody can tell us something, but when God shows you you, you can't even deny that. Oh, that's me right there. Yeah, I know. I know God. Yeah, yeah. I know y'all tell me I do this, but when God show it to you, you can't deny it. And when God show it to you, it's to help you in your walk with him, to help us to get better. The writer lets us know that these blessings come from the Lord. Notice the blessing of the Lord. Our king, our master, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Sikhanu, whatever it is he wants to reveal himself as, it comes from him. See, we as humans can bless other people, but this blessing comes from the Lord. See, what does that mean? This means that it lets me know that man cannot stop this blessing, nor can he hinder or delay this blessing. Why? Because the Lord is in control of when we receive it, how we receive it, how much we receive, how much it benefits us, and how much it empowers us. Man has no say-so in that matter. Why? Because it's the blessing of the Lord. And when the Lord does it, let me tell you something, it's unlimited access. It's unlimited power. See, when, see, man is limited as, as to what information he can share with you, as well as he's limited as what he can do for you individually as well as a group. See, man can only do so much before they run out of intelligence. Man can only do so much before they run out of power. Man can only do so much before they run out of know-how, run out of strength, run out of resources. But man will eventually run out. Mm -mm -mm. Man will eventually run out. But God has 
unlimited resources. He has unlimited healing. He has unlimited strength. He has unlimited peace. He has unlimited joy. He has unlimited wisdom. He has unlimited favor. He has unlimited ideas and strategies and everything else. He is unlimited. He don't run out. God can bless everybody in this sanctuary and still have more than enough left over. He ain't got to break a sweat to bless us in this sanctuary. God knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. He got, he has unlimited healing, resources, peace, joy, wisdom, favor, wealth, ideas, strategies, strength, you name it, God is unlimited in what he has. And so that blessing is making. He's making. Making is defined as creating. He is also constructing. He is also building. Oh, God. He is creating. He is constructing. And he is also building. And see, we don't wait until we receive something in order to operate in his will. But this becomes our lifestyle. We operate in his will as a lifestyle. The blessing in us is allowing the Lord to create and construct in us a manner that the vessel can operate in the blessing of the Lord or the will of God. See, the blessing of the Lord is making one rich. Rich. How do we define rich? Rich is wealthy, abundant, to be productive in every area of your life as well as happy. Let me read those to you again. Rich means to be wealthy, have abundance, to be productive in every area of your life as well as happy. So much more than just material wealth. See, material wealth limits you on what God is doing in your life. In fact, when I was studying this, let me say this to you, I had to do a whole lot of repenting. Why? Because I was limiting God to material wealth. And almost like God was like, are you kidding me? That's all you think that rich is, is material wealth? I said, God, I'm so sorry. Because I, I was wrong. And so I had to repent because I realized that rich is so much more than finances. Wealthy, abundant, to be productive in every area of our life, happy, and so forth. See, in my opinion, we begin to recognize that how do I get there? That Jesus is the only and the best way the true riches operate in his blessings or his will. See, he says, I am the way. This is how you get to it. You got to follow me. This is how I get to the true riches. And so when I do it his way, I'm following in the will of God. 
And when I do that, I can expect prosperity, God's favor and protection. I can expect to be empowered. I can expect to be have benefits. I can expect to have peace and so forth. Why? Because he's making me. He's creating in us. He is constructing us. He is building in us. And the blessing of the Lord makes one rich. And we don't have any sorrow. No pain. No hurt. No toil. No hardship. No offense. But we got to understand that the blessing of the Lord is making us rich. To, one definition. To be productive in every area of our life. Now, let me say this to you. Either God is making you rich or you're hindering the work of the Holy Spirit. Because, look, notice the text. He says, I'm not, listen, this is a process that he's taking us all through. He's making each and every believer who's following his way rich. What is he doing? I'm making you productive in every area of your life. And you just think I'm just doing it in your finances, then you're missing out on so much more I'm doing in your life. I'm doing so much more. And then some people are are, are like this. I'm going to wait till I get to heaven before I enjoy the riches of God. When God says, I got some riches right here on the earth for your life. I said, God, you got riches from me? Oh, well, God, I'll receive your riches. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Let me say this to you. We have to make sure that we differentiate between worldly riches and godly riches. We have to, listen, we can't just, we can't, we look at worldly riches and they're fine. But listen, let me tell you something. Godly riches are so much higher than worldly riches. And you can't, you can't, you gotta get past the stigma of being rich. Oh God, being rich. I'm gonna ask them to put my chart on the board. Uh, will you put my chart up for me? Let me say a few more things while they put my chart up. Most of us can testify that God has been blessing us for years. 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 Now, you have to help me read this, okay? Because I'm right under it. <laughs> now, a better way to riches. One thing when I was looking at this right here, I was thinking about the number of different ways that God makes us rich. And I said, well, you know what, God? If we had to break that down just a little bit, I said, you know what? I can't get caught up in one area when God is making me rich in so many different areas. You see, you can get caught up in one area and think, if God ain't doing it this area, then God's not working in my life. Because there's so much going on in my life, I just can't limit it to one area. Think about this for a moment. Uh, wealth, one, one area is wealth. Well, wealth, if you had 10 areas, represent just 10% of your life. When God is doing so much more, than 10% in your life. Now, I listen, I don't downplay the wealth or the finance in your life because that's why you're working, to get paid. You're working because you got bills to pay. 
You're working because you want to bring God his tithes and his offerings. But there's so much more in your life than just working. The Holy Spirit is in your life. That is such. Now, let me say this to you. You can be rich in the Holy Spirit and not have a whole lot of money. You can have a wonderful home life and still might have a 22 cents in your pocket. This is the thing. You're rich in your home life, but you may be poor financially. You could have a wonderful family life, a great church life, but you may come up a little bit short, maybe in your home life. But you're still rich in your church life. You're still rich with your family. You're still rich with your health. You're still rich in your relationships. And this is what you got to know about God. He's not letting go of those areas. He is still working on the areas where you call yourself being a little bit lacking. Because what did he tell us? He is, those are the word we used a little bit earlier. He's making. But notice, let's say, for example, the bottom one there is home. And it represents 10% of your life. Don't thank God forgot about your home. Because he's still working on your home. What is he doing, Pastor Doss? I'm glad you asked. He is still creating, he's still constructing, and he's still building. He is still working on your home. Well, listen, even though you may be in your career, in your business, you may be, listen, doing wonderful, but you may be lacking in your home life. God ain't forgot about your home. He is still constructing. He is still building. He is still creating in your home life. Even Listen, you may leave, but he's still working on your home. Listen, let me say, where am I doing so good in one area and, and not doing good in the other? It happens to all of us. I don't know one person yet that doesn't. Listen, they might be doing good in nine out of ten, but one area, they got, oh, God. Whew, boy, my spiritual life. Lord, I'm doing good at home. I'm doing good. My, my, my relationships are doing good. But boy, I, I don't pray like I need to. No, I don't pray like I need to. I need to pray more. You say I need to pray more, but you never pray. Let me tell you something. God has not forgotten about your prayer life. You know what he's still doing? He's still making. He's still creating. He's still constructing. He's still building. He is still. So whatever you find yourself lacking, now I just use 10. You can use any, you can add. Think about this. If you got a hundred of them and then all of a sudden you slacking one, why you say you're not rich? Cause you got 99, you're doing good in, but one, now one can give you the blues. I ain't gonna lie to you. That one area can give you the blues and make it, listen, make everything else see Cause you're going through so much in one area. Got money in your pocket. Church life is wonderful. But every time you go home, oh God, do I have to go back to this house, Lord? Oh God. Oh, I know they're going to be arguing. Time I get in there. You sit in the car a few minutes. Lord, just help me when I go in here. Not to pick something up. Not to say something I shouldn't say. Not to do something I shouldn't do. Oh, I had a wonderful day at the job today. 
Oh, I had a great job today. Oh, I went to practice at the church today. Whoa, wonderful, wonderful. But now I got to go back home and deal with that woman or that man or that child, whoever it may be. I got to deal with it. But don't you think God ain't dealing with it, though? That's what you need to know. You may be rich in these other areas, but God is still making you in these other areas. I don't know of one area that God ain't working on in your life right now. I list these, but you can let, name, you can name whatever you want to name up there. But why do we let sometimes that 10% take over the 90%? Why do we let 10% just overwhelm us and we can't function, we can't do nothing because of 10% when God is doing so much more in your life than 10%? I told you I had to repent. I had to do a whole lot of repenting when I was doing this. I said, oh, God, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Yes, you are good to me, God. Yes, you're healing me, God. Yes. Man, you got good health. That is a blessing. That is a blessing. You got good health. You can do the things you want to do. Get up. I mean, the long clock woke you up. I mean, that's a blessing, y'all. And don't think because you're blessed in that area, or excuse me, you're blessed in that area, that God's forgotten about your other areas. God works on every area of our life. Remember, Rich? Definition. I am productive in what? Every area of my life. Not some, but what? Every. But what is God doing? He's making. Making is what? Creating, constructing, and building not just one area, but in every area of my life. Every area. There's not one area. You can't tell me God's not working in. Now, why do we sometimes, and I, I'm guilty of this too, why do we sometimes get upset because one area go bad? Because we start looking at the one area instead of looking at everything God is doing in our lives. Now, will we have to work in that one area? Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm going to tell you something, when God is making, let me go to definition again, creating, constructing, and building, you have to deal with that. If God is saying you got to deal with your mouth, you got to deal with that. You have to deal with that. Whatever God is telling you to do, but let me say this to you, when God is dealing with it, you ought to consider yourself rich. You ought to consider yourself rich. Why? Because he could just let you just do what you want to do when you want to do it and not there be no consequence behind it. Oh, are you even a son? Are you even a son? Because those he loves, those he chastises. I want God to deal with me in areas that I'm coming up slack in. I don't want to walk around here thinking I'm fine and doing wonderful when God said, it is mine. Like he told one group of people, depart from me. I never knew you, you workers of iniquity. I want God to deal with me. I want God to deal with all of us. Oh, God. I don't mean to go that long on that, y'all. Lord, let, me, let me go further. So the blessing of the Lord makes one rich. 
and he adds no sorrow. See, when, we, when God's dealing with us, you can feel some type of way. You can feel some type of way. I'm not going to lie to you. But understand, he said, I add no sorrow. What does that mean? When you get to the end, it's going to be better. When God, when God did it, it's going to be better. No pain, no hurt, no toil. It's going to be what? Better. And let's face it, some of us know what it's like when God get in your house and start dealing with it. Because, you know, God go through every corner, every nook, and every cranny and start cleaning stuff up. Like, oh, God, Lord, don't go over here, God, because, you know, sometimes people go to your house, you, you shut certain rooms, parts of the room up. You throw stuff back in there and talk about, no, you know, y'all come to the front. Y'all can't go no further right here. I'm shutting this kitchen off right now. Ain't no dishes washed up here. Ain't nothing going there. God busts up in the kitchen. Boom! There it is, baby. <laughs> Why the dishes ain't washed up here? I mean, God have you washing dishes while he's standing there. But this is who God is. When you finish, you might be mad washing the dishes, but one thing about it, your dishes washed. Oh, look how you're looking at me. Let me try this. When you're not praying like you need to, sometimes he's coming out. Why aren't you praying? Okay, I got something for you. Oh, God, woo wait, why is that? You start praying. And you start praying, what? You're better. What? There's no sorrow. But sometimes they go through something in order to get past that. That point. Everybody sit up saying that? Now, Lord, I got a lot more scripture I can go over right now. But we're going to stop right there. Is that all right? All right. Stand to your feet. Glory to God. Hallelujah. This is a better way to riches. Let's give Jesus a hand of praise for his word. Thank you so much for listening to today's message. Please subscribe to our podcast. And if you're ever in the Villarica area, you can visit us at 3193 South Van Wert Road in Villarica, Georgia, on Sunday mornings at 10 and Wednesday evenings at 7. You can also reach us at 770-459-6221. That's 770-459-OCC1. Follow us on Facebook at Overcomers Christian Center and visit us online at OCCVR.org. We pray that you're empowered and equipped in today's world.